Bulletcast for life. Ladies and gentlemen, I am a microphone messiah. My co-host is a Canadian destroyer. Brandon and Philip are back for their recap of WWE Fastlane 2021. Brandon, it's Sunday night. We're talking WWE. How are you? Philip, I'm doing just fine. March Madness is upon us, so I may or may not be a gambling addict, and there might not be a game on that I have some interest in. So if I just randomly blur out an expletive, or seem very excited for unknown. For, like, if I seem very excited while talking about the Randy Orton Alexa Bliss match, then you know why. It was a great match. It was a great match. I'm, I only want to talk about that in Roman, to be honest. But, uh, I mean, Brandon has the match card. We're just going to go back a bit from biggest to, to, to least, you know, or however that goes. All right. So, Which means the main- we're going to start off with the pre show. No, 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 no. We, no, we're not going to do that. Let's talk about Roman real quick. Oh, so Roman man. Reigns, oh, well, first of all, I watched it on the cock, the peacock. Um, it wasn't bad, man. You know, you can't you can't pause it or rewind or anything like that. But, oh, excuse me. Honestly, it was smooth because, you know, WWE, like, eventually, like, the network will, like, not crash, but it'll buffer for a little bit or, like, just lag real quick. It, I didn't have any of those problems, so I thought it was all right. And your boy, last time. Watching on the network with a tear in my eye. Had absolutely no issues. Perfectly smooth streaming experience. Even in the early days of the network, I usually never had any like buffering experience. I know there were some people complaining, as you said, you can't rewind or fast forward or anything like that. Pause the live feed or start from the beginning, which is something I like to do, especially during the football season. So WWE did put out a tweet saying that they've heard all your complaints and they're going to take them into consideration and they're going to try to get everything fixed sooner rather than later. That's amazing. That That is amazing. Well, let's talk about it. The main event, Roman Reigns defended his universal championship against Daniel Bryan. Uh, the rated R superstar edge, the WWE hall of famer was a special guest enforcer because he faces universal champion at WrestleMania for the title. Um, there were things I liked, man. I mean, uh, we, we saw Roman tap tonight. We, we, we did. He tapped uh, with from exhaustion and whatnot. Uh, Daniel Bryan, he's so smooth in the ring. It's unbelievable. Uh, edge, he's showing some more of that grit and determination, that old school edge that I love with his facial expressions, his mannerisms, and the way he attacked the guys. Uh, Jey Uso played his role perfectly. Paul, he was noticeable, but not too noticeable. And, uh, I mean, Roman just... The draping his arm over Daniel after Edge beat both of them down with a chair to retain the Universal Championship. I thought it was, thought it was nice. Yeah, the show definitely, I think, ended on a high note. Now, the finishing sequence, we all kind of saw this coming. Edge being the special guest enforcer. You know, Uso coming out. We get a ref bump. We get all the shenanigans that you know and love from WWE booking. And it's seemingly like we are going to get a triple threat match at WrestleMania. Now I'm the guy who doesn't like triple threat matches all that often, all that much, but I would have rather just had edge and Roman just tell the story of the veteran trying to come back and get a title after he retired as champion. And he wants to quote unquote, get the title. He never lost. We're not getting that. And then once again, I felt edge 
overreacted, not saying he's turning full-blown heel, but especially with Daniel Bryan in the mix now. Presumably, I'm just assuming it's going to be a triple threat match now at WrestleMania. You have a crowd there. I don't know. And maybe this is a way to get the title onto Edge without Roman losing or Roman beats, you know, pins Daniel without beating Edge or blah, 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 blah. You know, I, the match itself I thought was really good. You know, started off a little slow. Daniel Bryan playing some mind tricks. And on SmackDown, the whole story of Daniel Bryan was really saying, I'm going to make you tap out. And Roman said, I've never been tapped out before. And he tapped a little bit. Obviously, it wasn't with conviction. And maybe he'll deny it that he was not actually tapping. But overall, I thought it was a tremendous match. Uh, clocked in about 30 minutes. Didn't feel like that long. And I thought it was good with the expected Schmaz finish at the end. Absolutely, man. I rewatched their 2015 one. They didn't top it. I mean, I haven't seen. I it's been a little bit since I saw the 2015 match. Can't exactly remember off the top of my head, but I would maybe say 2015 was better just because you know you do got the crowd involved, and that always might take it over the top. But in I mean, thus far Roman he doesn't wrestle a whole lot because of his character, but when he does, I mean, he delivers. He's not exactly having phenomenal matches in terms like athleticism and doing fancy spots, but I don't know what exactly he's changed in his ring style, but it's definitely clicking compared to what he was doing, you know, all those years as a singles guy. Absolutely. You saw that, uh, that clip I posted on the Bulletcast Instagram, that video. Which one? You just post so many. You're always on top. Tagged of you in it. Well, you just said that clip. There's a lot of clips that you post. You need to be a little more specific. Uh, you were you were predicting the coronavirus. I mean, I cannot confirm nor deny that I am a time traveler. I, I mean, like, I was just scrolling through it and I was listening. And I was like, "Wait, what?" So I was like, "Wow, man, you you knew years ahead." You know, maybe I'm just I'm I'm a health aficionado. I know, I know, I know these things. God, God, oh my God, maybe you should replace Fauci. No, no, no. I'm going to let Dr. Fauci do his thing. All right, for sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, the other big thing from the night was um, Randy Orton losing. to He took a loss to Alexa Bliss. The Fiend has reemerged. He did the old Kane spot coming uh, from the depths of hell from underneath the ring, and he was burned and scarred. Uh, Randy Orton almost had a, a light fixture fall on him, or lights fall on him. Uh, there were fireballs and flames, and he hit with a sister Abigail and lost to Alexa Bliss. We didn't get a single wrestling maneuver. The only wrestling maneuver we actually had was the Fiend hitting uh, Randy Orton with the sister Abigail. Even though technically, I mean, is, is wasn't this like a regular singles match? Or shouldn't that be a disqualification because the Fiend interfered in the match? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be that guy, but I'm gonna be that guy a little bit. Uh, I mean, it's exa- exactly what we thought was gonna happen. We all knew it was just gonna be a bunch of shenanigans. I mean, from the first second of the fire spot in the middle of the ring, just miraculously fire just shot up at the in the middle of the ring. And it was exactly what we thought. Unfortunately, now I will say the Fiend's new look is is interesting. He might be uh, the next guy next uh, band member of Slipknot. So that's a it's a positive. Phil, a big Slipknot guy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and all that other stuff. 
Um, um, I'm at least happy that you got the, kind of the genre right. Yeah. Oh, of course, of course. I know, I know. No, I, Huey and I we talk music all the time. Big Slipknot guys on our recordings of In the Click. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, man. This was interesting. I, I can't wait to see what what they're gonna do at Mania and uh, just to see kind of what kind of craziness they're gonna do with fans in attendance. Brandon, take us through the rest of the card. Oh, now it's my turn to go through the rest of the card. Well, since I'm in charge, we're starting from the actual beginning, the pre-show, where the maybe the biggest happenings happened on the pre-show, which is why you guys need to tune in. We had a United States title match between Riddle and Mustafa Ali and Matt Riddle, or sorry, just Riddle. Riddle gets the win, retaining his U.S. title, and we finally get the breakup of Retribution on the pre-show. We get Mia Yim walks out. Uh, what's his name? Slapjack walks, walks out. I don't know. Everyone walked out. And then uh, the, the two big dudes, Dijak and uh, Dio Madden, attack Mustafa. And they walk out. So we've been waiting so long for this breakup. Hopefully everyone just leaves. And Dijak and Mia Yim can come back completely repackaged as their NXT selves. And we just forget this ever happened. Absolutely. Let's do that. Let's do that. I mean, Philip, come on. We we need to give you give the people more in depth analysis for the pre show. The people need it. Um, I mean, yeah, like Donovan Dijakovic. I always thought he, he was going to be something, or Dominic Dijakovic. They changed his name so many times. Mia Yim, just let her be the HBSC. Let her be the head bitch in charge. Dio Madden. I don't. Uh, maybe he can get his revenge on Brock in the Shane Thorne. Oh, dude. Uh, the. TM61, that was such a badass tag team. Man, you may want to get your release and go team with a homie in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Now, let's move on to the actual, the main card. We start off with the women's, WWE women's tag titles, because we got to distinct them from the NXT tag titles. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, the champions, take on Bianca Belair. And Sasha Reggie is in Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler's corner. The match goes... About 19 minutes, it says here. Ooh, felt a didn't feel that long, which I guess is a good thing. But I also was also watching basketball at the same time. So, but the match starts. I believe Bianca gets a lot of offense in the baby faces, kind of get one up, and then Bianca selling for a lot of it. And then we get to the finish. We all kind of thought this was going to happen. Sasha has Shayna Baszler in the bank statement. Uh, Bianca or Belair tries to stop Nia Jax. Nia Jax clearly pushes. Bianca into Sasha and Sasha just completely flips out and slaps Bianca or completely flips out. We get a distraction roll up. So Shayna and I retain. And then we get a little kerfuffle afterwards where Banks and Belair argue. Banks slaps Belair, a lot of bees. And I am happy. I only messed up maybe one time too many bees in this match. There you go. Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. And Shayna Baszler. Bianca Belair, Shayna Baszler, and Sasha Banks. Yeah. Now, just, now completely just recap the entire match again. <laughs> I mean, uh, look, look the, hell, the hell with the tag titles, man. Look, what they're relying on the ability of the two women in the ring. If we give them enough time, the match will be good. People will forget the build. No, we need to. I was listening to the Jobber Tears podcast, and shout out to Sir Wilkins, Mr. Black, and Joe Keem for this one. They said that Bianca needs to win and needs to win decisively. And Sasha, you know, she loses at WrestleMania all the time and she always bounces back and we love it. She needs to like 
when Rhonda lost to Holly Holm, she was broken. She she was a broke she was broken. She was a shell of her former self. She went into isolation. Sasha needs to do that for at least a, they said like a few weeks. I want to say a couple months. Like we just don't see her. And like you and then like kind of like when Neville like when he lost a cruiserweight title, he was like he was he, his hair was unkept. His eyes were all black. Something like that. I don't know. People are gonna be like, oh, why they got a black woman looking toe up like that on TV? Like, it's part of the story. Like sh- shut up. So yeah, we you do have so- Sasha Banks run around the ring with red balloons. No, 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 no. But she's just like, she, she's mentally just like not there. Cause like LeBron is what? Like four and four and 10 of the championship, right? I'm pretty sure it's not 10. Well, it's four, like- four and six or I don't, I don't, I don't know. Something like that. Right. Sure. sure. He, he's been, he's been there a whole bunch of times. He's only won four times. That's my point. You, you don't think that doesn't eat at him. You don't think that doesn't that doesn't get get at him? Maybe I'm sure it does. Absolutely. So yeah, like get, just just have some a story like that going on, something like that. While Bianca, you know, she mixes it up with other people that aren't, you know, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Like let her mess with uh, Tamina and Natalia, while uh, Sasha's off on this little excursion to to find herself and whatnot. I do wonder exactly what they're going to do with Sasha because she definitely is in the heelish role. She's not completely like full fledged, like a bad person, but you can definitely see her turning in that direction. Maybe she's going to be, you know, overreacting a lot, but then maybe once the mat, once the match is over, she turns a little bit more face. But uh, I mean, if that is the direction they go, it would be interesting to see because that actually would mean WWE would have consequences to their matches. A lot of times, especially like John Cena, if he were, if when he comes out and he loses his big matches, he just kind of comes out the next day. and was like, Oh, you know, that sucked, but I'm just going to, you know, dust myself off and get back out there. And then, you know, when someone loses and they just kind of shrug it off like that, it doesn't make the match itself. You know, when we go back to another match, it doesn't feel like it's that big of a deal. Like, like when CM Punk lost to Taker at 29, he left. He was gone for a little bit, like six or seven weeks. Then he came back. You know what I'm saying? So we can do stuff like that. And he came back again, and he just left forever. We don't talk about that. Anyways, then we uh, go over uh, the pre-show little shenanigans that happened with Shane. We saw Shane, you know, training for his match with Braun Strowman, getting ready, you know, hitting the bags, really getting, he's going to do a jumpy knee, best V trigger in the game. Cause you know, he is the best in the world. And then he tweaked his knee. Hate to see it. And we go backstage. We also had a Elias interrupt or not interrupt, but go talk to Shane and ask him, you know, I want to be on WrestleMania. I got to entertain the fans. I haven't done it all year, blah, 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 blah. And then this sets up Shane saying, you know, I got an idea for you. We talked last week on the Bullet Cast that they canceled the match, even though I don't even know if they really announced the match. And then they have it, and then they take it off the card. Why why, why, why do all this? False, false advertisement, Philip. Absolutely. Um, I feel bad for Shane, hopefully. We all wanted Shane and Braun. I mean, 20 stars. Absolutely. Speaking of, let's just talk about Shane and Braun right now. Um, so Shane McMahon's in the ring with what Elias and Jackson Riker or Gunner or uh, I worship Donald Trump two three seven on Twitter, and uh, yeah, 
So they're all in the ring, and then uh, Shane's like, oh, yeah, by the way, you're wrestling Braun tonight. And then Braun comes out there, dismangles Elias, and wins. Absolutely a filler segment. We knew this match was – this card was very top-heavy. You just had Sheamus and Drew. You had the Universal title match, and then whatever the hell they were going to do with Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton. And this match – and. I mean, pretty much all the other matches were just there to fill time. We could have saw Braun versus Elias on Raw. And let's see if I can actually get the timestamp. Four minutes. I mean, pretty much what you would think. Not exactly a squash per se. Elias got a little bit of offense in, but Braun with a decisive win. And this is obviously building towards the match at WrestleMania where Shane is going to fall off the pirate ship. Absolutely. Cannot wait. That, but before that, Braun and Elias match, we had a biggie taking on Apollo Crews for the IC title match. Only goes six minutes, good action early on. Biggie was very dominant, and then uh, Apollo Crews makes the comeback. We get a little back and forth roll up action, and then just awkwardly, Biggie kind of puts a bridge and a hook on Apollo. The ref counts one, two, three. She kind of points at Biggie. We never got a replay. We never got an announcement from the ring announcer that he won. And then just Apollo Crews beats up Biggie. And that was that. Like, what the hell? You're right. They didn't even announce it. Um, well, I guess he had a little bit more leverage and he won, retained the title. I think they're just going to, they're going to get a better spot at Mania. Let them attack each other for like, what, the next couple of weeks. And then uh, just put him on Mania one of the one of the days and let him kill it. I I was hoping that maybe this match would get a lot of time. They can have a lot of fun. Maybe get a disqualification finish or something because we know that they're going to want to do this at WrestleMania again. But I thought this match was such a disappointment, especially the finish. Like if you're going to do a finish like that, which I'm all for, kind of having different roll up athletic type finishes, but then they never followed up on it. They went straight to the beatdown. They didn't even you know, explain the fact that Biggie was that that Biggie won the match. The announcers are just kind of like, oh, I guess Biggie won because Apollo seems very angry and beating him up. I mean, was it so hard to not even get a single replay from the hard camera view? It looked like Biggie's shoulders were up, so it wasn't like it was a screwy finish and someone messed up, but I think it was just WWE trying to get too cute and then at the end of the day they were too cute by half. Absolutely. What's next? Well, let's see. What is next? Then we had Braun Strowman and Elias. Already talked about that. And then I believe the final match. Or no, we got a couple of matches. Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura. Seth Rollins and uh, Cesaro are in a little bit of a feud right now. But Shinsuke, Cesaro's former tag team partner, still friend, stood up to uh, Seth on SmackDown. And here we are having a match. All in all, about 13 minutes. Good Athletic stuff, pretty much as you would expect from these two guys. Seth Rollins bringing more of the athleticism in the match. Both of them, you know, just kind of going through the motions per se, but even them going through the motions is pretty good. Seth Rollins busted out some sort of cool little hook and back kick thing on uh, Nakamura, which then led into the curb stomp for the win. 13 minutes, Seth Rollins gets the win. No Cesaro, but that's the uh, feud we're looking at for WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, man. It doesn't top the Survivor Series one. Which you were at, right? Yeah, uh, right? 2018? I mean, I was there. I don't I don't remember that match. I'll be honest. 
Yeah, yeah, it doesn't top that, but uh, this it, it was nice. Uh, Seth bringing out the new angles for the kicks. It was it was all it was all cool. Yeah, I thought this match was really good. If you kind of on paper, you would think they wouldn't be doing all that much, but not saying they were like super motivated to put, to do anything crazy, which they really didn't. Like it was just a good, solid pay per view match from these two. They didn't steal the show. They didn't try to, but uh, they're talented enough that even when they kind of sleepwalk through a match, it's going to be pretty, pretty good. And then uh, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus on the show. We thought this was just going to be a regular singles match, but they announced that it was a no DQ, no holds barred match. And they definitely delivered on the stipulation. Drew McIntyre comes out doing his best Braveheart or Papa Smurf impersonation, whichever one you like a little bit better. He had some blue face paint on. Uh, Seamus comes out and they just absolutely go to war all in all. Around 20 minutes, they fight all over the Thunder. I'm not exactly like what uh, Roman and Kevin Owens did. They battled in the, the screens. Seamus gets put through some of them. We get a little sparkler action, more explosions in the barbed wire death match and uh, work our way back into the ring where we get the finish with the uh, Claymore. Just a brutal, hard-hitting match. Uh, very similar to what they had on Raw a couple weeks ago. And the, the old the old saying is, when you're working with your friends, you're a little more stiffer. And I think this is what happened in this match because they were just beating the piss out of each other. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I did enjoy the sparkler spot. Uh, the, they got that shot of uh, Drew screaming, uh, after, through the broken, uh, through the broken Thunderdome, they got the nice little shot with the sign in it. Um, I don't know the the one they had on Raw where the steps fell on Sheamus's face. I feel like I like that match more. I don't know why. I don't know why, but it's just like it was like it was, it was, I thought it was more aggressive there. But uh, I mean, all in all, it's fine. Drew with the the face paint, uh, the the war paint that's, that's gonna wear to WrestleMania probably. It was it was all it was all okay. That's uh, Drew McIntyre's version of the Demon King. When he puts on the Braveheart face paint, you know it is on, brother. He's the Scottish god. Or the Scottish warrior. I don't know. But I like this match quite a lot. Maybe a little bit more than the Raw match, just because it didn't have a, a screwy finish. We maybe thought Sheamus could have possibly snuck away with the win insert himself into the WWE title pitcher, maybe at WrestleMania or after, but no drew clean win moves on to Bobby Lashley, no Bobby Lashley on the show. So no shenanigans there. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was good, simple blow off to the feud. And I mean, don't, you don't gotta get too fancy with it. Just have two UK guys beat the piss out of each other. And uh, it was entertaining then we get the match everyone's talking about for better for worse randy orton taking on alexa bliss randy orton came out first and he uh get a little spit up he got some some black goo coming out of his mouth and he asked for a towel did we talk about this one i don't know do we no oh yeah we did i forget i just kind of blocked it out of my memory because i don't want to talk about it <laughs> yeah, we yeah we did. We talked about how the fiends look. Yeah, but we well, didn't get, talk about him throwing a black goo. I mean, that's a very vital match. That's how Alexa got into his head before the match even started. We talked about the black goo enough. It, it, it is. I wonder. I wonder who came up with that though. I do. Want, I do want to want know that. I I don't. I don't want, maybe I do just so they can be arrested. Oh God, you're gonna arrest Kevin Dunn. Yeah, I mean, if it's Kevin it's, Dunn, that it's wouldn't the, be... It's wouldn't... the teeth, isn't it? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? <laughs> I have two conclusions out here. <laughs> Philip, we didn't do match grades, but uh, overall, 
What show, are you giving this uh, I'll show? Give, I'll give it a C. What was your favorite match? Uh, can I say Fiend Alexa uh, and Alexa with with Randy? No. Um, probably the main event. It was just it was, Daniel was just wrestling up a storm. Like he wasn't like over overdoing it, but he was doing it enough to where it seemed like it. There was no counter mutilation, which I was a little sad about. But uh, yeah, I'll go Roman and Brian. I'm gonna give it to Drew and Sheamus just because it was more more clean. You know, it it was a hardcore match, but it was a clean finish, which I enjoyed a little better. Overall, I didn't have too much ex too high of expectations. Uh, the matches that I thought were going to be something, maybe except for the IC title match, I thought they all delivered. Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss delivered for all the wrong reasons, but I will give it a C plus. It was fine, not offensive except for the fiend stuff. All right. Well, that is going to do it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, End of the Strats for episode 30 is out today. Uh, go check out Cindy's work. She talks about the uh, the death match that Thunder Rosa and uh, Britt Baker had. I watched NWA pay-per-view this, uh, earlier today. There was some good stuff there. Uh, yeah, we'll probably talk about it on um, excuse, excuse me on the Bullet Cast on Thursday. Stay clean, stay strong, stay safe, stay quarantined. Diamonds are forever. So is the microfilm messiah. Oh, yeah. Watch the New Japan Cup Finals. This has been the Bullet Cast. Thank you for listening.